Oh, you want to lift your two hands and bless the Lord. What a beautiful and amazing day. What a blessing to be in the presence of the Lord, in the house of the Lord, in the congregation of the righteous. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. And we do not take it lightly at all. The goodness of God has escorted us into his presence. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. We bless your name. 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 We bless your name, Father. Oh, magnify the Lord. Magnify the Lord. Magnify the Lord. Magnify the Lord. Lift your voice and magnify the Lord. Lift your voice and magnify the Lord. Lift your voice and magnify the Lord. 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 Wow, there's a release in our spirit, man. Magnify the Lord. 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 For his mercy endures forever. We bless your name, King of Glory. We adore you. We bless your name. We magnify your name. Thank you so much, Jesus. Hallelujah to your name. Glory to God. Glory to God. Our shield, our buckler, our redeemer, our provider, our way maker, our miracle working God. We honor you this night. We thank you for extending an invitation to share in your glory and your power. What a blessing. What a blessedness. Father, we thank you. We are grateful. We are gracious. Oh, Father, we thank you. Father, we bless your name. We honor you. We glorify your name. Who is there like unto you? Our God, our King, our Redeemer. We worship your name. We worship your name. Thank you for your sacrifice on the cross. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That you who knew no sin became sin. That we will become the righteous of God in Christ Jesus. We are mindful of this. We are conscious of this. And we bask in the glory of this. We who were once dead in our sins and our trespasses. You have made us alive. You have quickened us. You have made us alive. You have quickened us. For by grace we are saved. Not the words of any man that anyone should boast. But we are saved by your grace. And we make our boast in your mercy. We make our boast in your grace. We make our boast in your goodness. We make our boast in your promises that are made real. Thank you for sending Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We love you, Father. We love you, Father. We love you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Oh, give your neighbor a high five and say, welcome to church. Welcome to church. It's good to have you in church. Wow. Oh, glory. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah to Jesus. Forever and ever you reign. Forever and ever you reign. Oh, glory to God. And I, I think it would be a bad idea to clap our hands and celebrate the Lord. As we have our seats in the presence of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen and amen. It's always a blessing to be in church. Why? Because we know that when we come to church, we don't leave the same as we enter. We know that when we come with a certain level of grace, we live with another level of grace. 
we know one truth that when we come to the presence of God we come to the garden of the saints there is a cleansing there is a making into his image we are looking more and more like Jesus anytime we come into the fellowship of the brethren and in the word of God something happens to us something just happens to us it's not just a normal gathering it's, it's a divine arrangement yes to conform us to the image of his dear son and we are being conformed we are being conformed in every area of our life we are showing for the the the, 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 the savour of his grace hallelujah praise the name of jesus hallelujah all right so uh this evening i'm blessed to uh to bring the word of god to you hallelujah can we celebrate god for the founder and the vision of this great ministry come on celebrate god for our bishop hallelujah praise god hallelujah today he had to rest a bit amen hallelujah you know is uh, uh the satan she said you mean not check and to buy the property their channel hallelujah yeah the only notebook amen we want to learn as much as we can learn hallelujah praise god but it's a blessing amen praise god all right so this is our year of what are you of what i tell your neighbor what the year is about tell your neighbor but are you of what if you don't know tell your neighbor i don't know tell me all right it's our year of glory and what in his power in his presence hallelujah praise god praise god hallelujah all right this evening we're going to look at a particular scripture um, the book of psalms chapter 1 verse 1 to the verse number uh, 4 but the emphasis will be more on verse 1 to 3 amen and this is a month of what holiness right it's a month of holiness praise the name of jesus praise the name of jesus now it's in, it's in god's plan and purpose that you and i walk in the fullness of his desire for us now his desire for us is to show forth himself that is God's full agenda is that man will reflect God himself in the earth realm reflecting God himself is seen in every aspect of human endeavor it's seen in family it's seen in business it's seen in your relationship with people it's in every aspect god must be seen in every area of our lives not just some portions there are some of us that god is seen in our church life but he's not seen in our home life and therefore the same person but with different expressions the same person but different expressions but that is that is not it when you come into christ you have just one life it's called the god life you have no church life you have no secular life you have no family life you have just one life is the christ life the god life the life that consistently on a daily basis on a moment by moment basis is showing forth god it says that you are the light of the world it says let your light so shine that all men will see your good deeds and give praise to your father who is in heaven so you are the light not that a part of you is light you are the light and you must reflect what you are bible says that and the light shine in darkness and darkness comprehended it not and what was that light he said in him was life and this life was the light of man 
praise the name of Jesus. And so he himself is light and has begotten us with a like nature. So as he is a light, the Bible says that in heaven there is no sun nor moon, but it's the light of the lamp of God that lightens, illuminates the entirety of eternity. Hallelujah. In the same vein, we have been begotten of him because he cannot give birth to anything less than the nature he carries. So God has begotten us just like himself we are light and therefore wherever we find ourselves we shine there is no darkness in us what is in us is just light hallelujah so your new birth gives you access to one life the same life everywhere you must not have a double living it must be a single living wherever you are found you must be seen as a christian Wherever you are found to be seen as a representative of the nature of God. In every aspect, in your talk, your walk, even your cooking, even your washing, it must reflect Christ. Everything must reflect Jesus. Hallelujah. In the same vein, in your health, God's nature must be expressed. God does not forsake, so therefore I can forsake. It's part of God's desire for me. God is never broke, and therefore I must not be broke. So I've not been called into a life where an aspect of my life is affected by the nature of God and that aspect is not affected. That is not God's total plan for you. God's total redemption plan for you is an absolute redemption from everything. It's an, it's an absolute life. It's the God life in every aspect of our lives. When people look at us, what they should see is the light of God that will compel them to give praise to God. That is God's desire. You are designed by God to show forth his praise. You are designed by God to show forth his glory. You are designed by God to be a carrier of his presence. In other words, you carry his person and his effect. That's how God has designed you to be. Hallelujah to Jesus. Now, if what we are talking about is the contrary in your experience, there must be something lacking somewhere. And Jesus Christ goes to the house of this awesome uh, uh, personalities. That's Mary and Martha. And then the Bible says that Mary sits at the feet of Jesus and then she is receiving of the Lord. And then Martha goes to the kitchen trying to put them together for their master Jesus. And at a point in time, she's getting overwhelmed by the work in the kitchen. And then she gets very upset. Why? Because she expected Mary to know the right thing to do. Which is, we have a guest. Let's get food for him. Then Jesus makes a profound statement. Jesus said, One thing is needful. Not two things. One thing is needful that Mary has chosen. One thing is needful. Many a times when many things are not working in your life, it's not many things you need. You need just one thing. Many a times when many things are not working in your life, it's not suggestive of the fact that you need many things to make many things work. You just need just one thing to make many things work. <laughs> when sin came to the world, many things got spoiled. And we thought that God would use many things to handle the many disruptions. But God brought only one thing. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That rules of living will not perish but have eternal life. That is the only needful thing that puts everything in shape. 
Many a times, just one single word will come to you. And that single word has the capacity to put your family in shape, put your business in shape, put everything in your life in shape. You just need that one word. Jesus said, there's only one thing that's needful. And that Mary has chosen. So, if many things in your life is not indicative of the reflection of God's desire, which is his nature being expressed in you, it could be that there's one thing you are lacking. And every time you come to church, God drops that one thing in your life. Every time you come, God drops that one thing in your life. And as that one thing keeps coming and coming, you are being built up. And then you are coming to a place of full expression of the nature of God. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Now, one of those one things that God is making us receive in this month of March, so that the desire to show forth his presence and glory in this year will be established, is that one thing called holiness. 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 Somebody say holiness. And by God's grace, by the hand of God upon our Father, we have been receiving great insights revelations into this one thing and we've been adding up every time holiness now let me say this holiness is a subject that in our days is not you don't find it as a popular message why because if you were to preach holiness the way it was preached those days the likelihood that your membership will reduce and the title will fall and the offering not be much is very very high especially in the in these days where the message of grace has been misconstrued when you pray i remember one, some time ago on campus um in the school choir anytime freshers come they want to join the choir i would do some sessions of preachings with them and one day i taught on holiness in fact i taught the thing so much that i went to now describe how hell looks like for anyone who is sinning i didn't talk about heaven just talked about holiness and then hell when i was done even those that were speaking in tongues at the time the meetings that they came forth to give their life to christ again pure holiness you don't do that don't do that do that like that anyone that god has used in his generation to do something that was above normal that person lived an extreme holy life permit me to use that adjective extreme holy life in fact they live a holy life to a point of their to their detriment they did not compromise on the standard of holiness there's a measure of grace and anointing you will never walk in until you are ready to come to that place called dangerous holiness <laughs> there is holiness and there's holiness they are great there are those that are more mindful of holiness in their actions then there are those who are mindful of holiness in the beginning of the action. Holiness is a must for the one that will reflect divine glory. It's a must. Extreme holiness. Some years ago, I had this attitude. When something belongs to me and any woman touches it, that is the end of that thing. I'm not using it again. That was my level of thinking of holiness. I feared fornication to the point that even when the woman touched my clothes, I dash it to you. It was so serious that even at SU, if you're a sister, you need counsel from me, you stand this way, I stand here. What's your problem? 
if what you attend does not make sense and I feel that a woman can help you go to that sister she will help you it was something that I had to vow for it remember the day when I saw the power of holiness in how the anointing flows and I asked God I said father the day I fornicate before I marry kill me and kill the woman because she's part of it it was serious there's a certain dimension I wanted in God I realized no 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 I cannot do what they do and have what I want to have extreme holiness for three years I have not seen how a TV looked like extreme holiness saint of God you cannot be called into the God life and live another life in God's life you cannot be called into the God life and live another life in the God life it will not work you will have conflict this is why you don't need demon you don't need a demon to disturb your life you now are disturbing your life already it's a reaction that will bring forth a result you not like you don't mix it hallelujah so holiness is an ingredient we need if divine presence is going to be manifesting in our lives it's one thing to know that you are a carrier of divine presence another thing to make people know by experiencing divine presence with you there are two different things it's one thing to know how do i mean by knowing by just mere mental assent that don't you know that your body is the temple of the holy ghost so it means god is in you is that not so i mean god is in you that is by scriptures and we believe by faith he's in us hallelujah but there's another dimension where that which you saw and agree with hmm, is reflected in your life that you don't have to say they agree that whatever you saw they didn't see they see it in you and that is where the sacrifice comes in now understand this there is a difference between righteousness and holiness so that you don't begin to think about the issue of works and if you are saying actually holy life that means we are working but the bible says you should not work okay and i'm sure bishop taught us that day now, righteousness is simply being in right standing with god righteousness means that you are now at peace with god when adam fell man was no longer at peace with god it means that man was not in right standing with god now that state of being in right standing with god can never be achieved by the outward works of man that works is filthy rags before god hello so you can't work yourself into salvation he works salvation into you so righteousness is between me and god holiness is reflecting righteousness that I've attained before God for men to see. So righteousness is for God to see. But that is worked out by Christ. Holiness is for men to see. That is worked out by the Holy Spirit at work in a man. Now. The justification that you are righteous before God. As a testimony to men is in your holiness. So, when you are not holy, you are disputing a truth before men. That's why Jesus Christ says that with your mouth, eh? with your mouth, 
you are declaring something but your actions are different he said you are like the pharisees and sadducees they stand at the door they will not enter nobody has to enter that's why you see he says that because of that we have made the hidden to blaspheme our god so righteousness is behind the veil holiness is in front of the veil if you tell an unbeliever you are righteous doesn't understand it but if the, if the unbeliever sees a certain excellence in your attitude means, ah, why are you so different so let me put it this way holiness is the saint's definition to the unsaved of righteousness so holiness is the saint's definition of righteousness before God to the unsaved because they can't come before God but you stand before God holiness is what men see righteousness is what God sees about you through Christ righteousness is the works of Christ it's by the work of Christ on the cross holiness is the saint working the righteousness out how many have ever met any animal two different animals that look alike have you met any animal two different that look alike can you tell me you know foxes look like dogs they have a they have some likeness fox and dogs they have some likeness wolf rather wolves uh -huh. they have some likeness but sometimes the only way you can get to know that this one is a wolf this one is a dog is by their expressions you understand it's by their expressions it's what each of them shows that is why christ said by their fruits you will know them holiness is the fruit of righteousness so how will they know that this tree is holy is that it's bearing it's righteous because that tree is bearing righteous fruits so can you imagine a good tree with no fruit how can we know the tree is good i saw a funny video they asked the guy that is there a difference what is 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 egg a vegetable or a fruit and the guys oh egg is what a fruit they say why See, because the hen was fruitful <laughs> now you see for christ to tell about their fruits, it means that the way they are behaving they will look so real like original they'll be so real like original but what will make you know it is not original is the fruit you can't hide you say you, you see let me put it this way let me let me paraphrase what christ said christ said that you cannot get a mango fruit from an orange tree That would be an abnormality against creation you can't get a mango fruit from an orange tree likewise you can't get what an orange from and the other way around and you can't expect a dog to give birth to a cow or a cow Jesus name. or a cow give birth to a dog it's not possible so by their fruits you know them you know them why in my name they are casting out devils and you two are casting out devils how will we know how will we know <laughs> why would somebody say this man is a fake pastor this one's a good pastor 
Have you not realized that you've gone to a place? You don't even dress like you're not dressed like a pastor. You're even wearing jeans, perhaps with some lacosby, and they say, Ah, man of God. Something comes out of you. One time I saw somewhere, and the policeman said, He said, Pastor. I said, Ah. So everyone wants to say, Because you're a pastor now. You're a suffer. I said, I didn't trust him, you're a suffer. Only so we see Casa Chilemino. So we see Casa Chilemino. Why? Because I said, Eja, it is saying. To him, the way I showed him respect, he might be a man of God. So by their fruits, you know them. So righteousness is what Christ has attained for you on the cross. And therefore, you're in right standing with God. You are at peace with God. Hallelujah. And now when you allow this righteousness, you've attained before God, now begin to reflect in your outward living. That one is what? Holiness. Now, let's look a little deep into, a little, uh, into what holiness is. Now, holiness from the Old Testament means something which is cut off separates and set apart something which is what cut off separate or set apart it describes that which is anti-secular holiness describes something that is elevated out of the sphere of what is ordinary is elevated out of the sphere of what is ordinary it means that it is not ordinary it means that thing or that person is not common it's separated from the crowd that is holiness it is not common likewise in the new testament Holiness or holy means set apart, separated, in a class by itself. That's holiness. And this is what Paul the Apostle, that's what you always say when he's writing to the saints. The church. Let me read some of them to you. In the book of um, the epistles, all through the epistles. Alright, all through the epistles. Let me take from, okay. First Corinthians 1 and verse number 2 unto the church of God which is at Corinth to them that are sanctified in Christ Jesus called to be saints with all that it, so they are called to be saints they are separate they, they are not like the ordinary they are, they are out of the sphere of secularism they are out hallelujah law law thou shalt be holy in thy eyes glory to god amen second corinthians 1 verse 1 it says paul an apostle of jesus christ by the will of god and timothy our brother unto the church of god which is at corinth to all the saints which are in all achaia are you saying that tell neighbor say hey saint how are you have you realized most mornings or afternoons when i put a message on the church page i go like hello saints hi saints hi saints good morning saints good evening saints i gotta say how are you guys doing how are you people doing but i'm i'm learning the salutations of the early church beloved brethren you can't say tell me beloved and not forgive the person person against you <laughs> in the new testament you walk by talking 
you walk what you talk. Why? Because what you talk frames your work. So, saint, beloved brother, brethren. <laughs> it sounds so a cake, eh? That's why our spiritual life is very a cake. It's away from the Christ life. Because our, 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 our confessions and our proclamations are very contrary to scriptures. And we will live by what we say. Have you, have you forgotten? Eh? Eh? Joshua 1 verse, what did he say? This book of the Lord shall depart from your nose, from your eyes, from your ears, from your legs. Abednego, you know that scripture? This book shall depart from where? Your mouth. Say my neighbor, mouth, 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 mouth. You know, sometimes believers of these days, you can get so revelational conscious that you get revelation and get out of revelation. We get so much revelation and then we lose relevance of the basic things that make Christians walk the way they lived. And it's not by talking, it's by working it. But talk before you work. Before Abraham became Abraham, God changed the name from Abraham to Abraham. He called him father of many nations before the children came. God will always call you by a conclusion so that your life can be tailored around the conclusion. Hallelujah. Say to me, say, neighbor, you are a saint. Say, beloved in the Lord. Hallelujah. For Paul went as far as say, kiss your, say, kiss the bread with a holy kiss. Hey, you see, our minds are corrupt. Your minds are so corrupt. When I say, kiss the, hey, hey, what is that? So the mind is wrong. The talk is wrong. And therefore, the work is wrong. God help us. I'm a saint in Christ Jesus. Ah, are you with me? We're coming somewhere quickly. I'm looking for. There are a lot of saints in the Bible. I just want to get a few of them for you. All right. Ephesians 1 Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints, which are at Shiashi, a special place. Hallelujah praise God. So, holy means to be set apart. Holy means to be separated. Holy means you are not ordinary. It means that you are for a special use. That's what we are called the special place. We are set apart. Ah. Now, it follows that um, believers are called to be holy. It's a call to be separated from common use and set apart. Reserved for special use hallelujah so in the book of psalms in chapter one and verse number one i love that chapter because it's it's very very beautiful it's very profound now remember we said initial times that these are year of glory right it's god's desire and design that we walk in expressing his nature is that not so and we said but there's a certain posture we must have and we said in this month, we are led by the Holy Spirit to look at one of such ingredients. One of such needful things. And that is holiness. And we've made us to understand the difference between holiness and righteousness. And we've come to realize that righteousness is not by the works of man. No, 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 no. It's by gift. It's a gift from God. Or do you want to read the scripture on that one? Let's go to Ephesians 2. Ephesians 2 just to um, make it concrete in our hearts. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. 
um let's do a quick one let's do from verse three among whom also we all had our conversation in time past in lust of our flesh fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind and were by nature children of wrath even as others but god who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us even when we were dead in sins had quickened us together with christ by grace ye are saved and had raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places that in the ages to come might show the exceeding greatness of his grace and his kindness towards us through christ verse 8 emphasize again say for by grace ye are saved through faith that not of yours it is the gift of god do you see that do you see that hallelujah praise the name of jesus so righteousness is god's own working it's not our working because we can never work to attain that realm hallelujah for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of god titus 2 verse 11 for the grace of god which bringeth salvation has appeared unto all men teaching us that that dying denying ungodliness and worldly lust we should live soberly righteously godly in this present world looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the of the great god and our savior jesus christ righteousness of course you have to understand salvation is what brings us righteousness and it's all it's all the workings of the lord hallelujah by works you cannot attain that realm amen and that is why you have to understand something uh, when god looks at you he doesn't see you he sees jesus he sees you in jesus that's why you are hid in christ and hid in god amen now psalm 1 verse 1 to 3 is very busy blessed is the man blessed is the man the word blessed means happy is the man fortunate is the man a man rightly aligned with original agenda original plan is this man this man is rightly aligned with divine agenda blessed is a man now what's the definition for blessed in verse 1 the definition of blessing in verse 1 is verse number 3 let's go to verse 3 he shall be like a tree so who is the blessed man he is like a tree planted by rivers of water that bringeth his fruit in season his leaves shall not wither and whatever he doeth shall prosper now verse 3 is the destination of verse 1 you understand me divine purpose for this man we're talking about blessed is the man that's divine purpose and it's elaborated in verse number three so who is the blessed man this man is planted by abundance this man does not know what is called farming in fact he takes advantage of farming when others are falling apart he's standing strong when others are saying it's not working it is working for him that is glory have you not read in john chapter 2 after jesus christ turned the water into wine Bible said this he did to show forth his glory saints of god when you are showing forth the blessedness of god you are showing his glory so verse one come on verse one blessed is the man happy is the man fortunate is the man the man rightly aligned with divine agenda this man now how did he get to that place in our days in this dispensation this man is saved he's called a saint he's right before god but before men he must show fruitfulness before men he must show for the praise of god but how did he get to that place number one 
man that walketh not in the counsel of what? Number two, nor standeth in the way of. Number three, nor sitteth in the seat of the. Number four, verse two, his delights. Number five, meditate. Have you seen five things this man did to come to verse three? Have you seen it? Let's go back to verse one again. What's the first thing? He walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Number two, he standeth not in the way of sinners. Number three, he sitteth not in the seat of the scornful. Number four, he delights. Number five, he meditates. Show me your, show me your fingers, or show me one of your. Is it hand or palm or? Okay, that's it. Huh? Okay, your your fist. Or what? This this is fist. At this state is what? Is what? Fingers. Palm. Hand. This is the whole hand. So this one is what? The, 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 this is fingers. This is palm. This the this is the wrist. Biology will be uncle back to school. <laughs> this is the palm. These are the fingers. Right? Um a man who has three fingers will he have a full grip of this than the man that has five fingers so you're going to have a full grip with one hand you need your five fingers a good fist is to the five because this one will lock up these guys these five things is what holds a man and brings him to a place of blessedness not four of it. Four can't hold. Not three. Three can't hold. This five. Do you understand me? Do you understand? <laughs> so, verse one. This man, let's go to verse one. Does not work in the counsel of the ungodly. Now, work in the scriptures talks about a way of life a way of life how a person lives his life and we all know a way of life it actually determines how your outcome in life is that not so now your way of life in how you handle people will determine if you still gonna have some healthy relationships that will have an influence upon your life later in the future or not so take an example from joseph joseph has a very healthy relationship so in the prison <laughs> can i say that he set himself up by the help of god his future in his present by healthy relationship by healthy relationship he solves a problem his name is in the heart of someone when the time was up, it was that person that remembers his name. That was a way of life. His way of life of smiling in the midst of adversity. His way of life of still being diligent in a place where he's not supposed to be diligent. This guy is meant to live in an environment that where he was placed, a place that he should be angry with life. I mean, this young man comes from a very rich home. Rich home. How do we know? But the last clothes he wore was designers. Customized with his name on it. Different colors. 
rich home. The father had one of the top businesses in those days. It was so huge that the sons were chopping the money and yet the man was not poor. Rich home. Loved by the father. He loved his brothers. That's why he reported them. For him, love was to report evil. For you, love is to keep evil. And after all this love he had, the ones he dearly loved sold him out of slavery. That should make him walk a life of hatred. To me, nowadays, I don't trust anybody in this life. Even my own brother sold me. Me, I don't trust people. That's one. They threw him. What's it true? They threw him into the pits. They didn't, they didn't gently, they threw him to the pits. So pits should make this man. What about if he had uh, been eaten up by something in there? When they showed those water, they didn't care. Just threw him there. Number three, they sold him. Slave trade, first time in history. Not from Africa. They started it. They sold their own. For how much? Some coins. You want the money? Just want to sell this guy away. In fact, let me even, I even jumped in. Let me go back. So that comes the dreamer. Let's kill him. So a debate as to whether to kill or keep. Kill or keep. There was it Ruben. Ruben that intervened. Yes, the guy should have died. He didn't know about that one. The ones he knew we are talking about. When he was, he would go to Egypt. Strange land. Knows nobody. Young boy. A teenager. And then he's bought as a slave. Now, listen carefully. These three experiences should make this guy be bitter. But blessed is the man that walketh not. His lifestyle is not fashioned after the counsel of the ungodly. If it was fashioned by the counsel of the ungodly, then you would have a bitter life and never take advantage of Potiphar's business. But, you see, the counsel you listen to is the reason you are living the way you are living. Counsel is a structure that you live your life by. In fact, your life cannot be contrary to the counsel you have esteemed. No. Your life can never be different from what you receive as counsel. You want to change a person's lifestyle? Change where he takes counsel from. In the multitude of godly counsel, there is safety. In the multitude of ungodly counsel, there is death. I'm looking for a word. Give me one word. More than death. Disaster is too small. Something more than that. In fact, what will happen to you? Death is just here. Challenge. Extinction, my brother. You'll be alienated from divine purpose. Can I give an example? Ahitophel to Absalom. <laughs> Absalom asked Ahitophel, uh-huh, okay, oh yeah, give us counsel. Let's read that scripture. Are you following me? Are you blessed? It's my prayer that every evil counsel that has been at the base of your lifestyle, that by the blood of Jesus, that counsel shall be washed away from you. Some of us are where we are because of certain counsels. 
We can't take some risks in business. We can't do some things. Why? Because the kind of counsels we've, we've been raised up with. So our lives cannot go beyond our counsel we've received. That is why Jesus Christ calls the Holy Spirit your counselor. He's going to both, he's both your counselor and your counselor. He will counsel every counsel you've had that has made your life some way and not give you fresh counsel. The first one is C-A-N-C-E-L-L-O-R. It's not in the dictionary. It's counselor. And then the other one, the one you know. He will counsel every counsel. That is the reason for the way you behave. There are some people who don't like smiling. Why? Because all through your life. And you see, counsel can be both verbal and non-verbal. I can tell you, Wallah, anytime you see a woman doing this, it means he has killed you. And maybe coincidentally, on three occasions, Wallah almost died. They were doing like this. Zah. Then she tells him, Master, don't let any woman do this to you. You do like this. The third one, you are gone. See, when he marries, and the wife says, Hey, honey, you want to kill me? Give me my time. Counsel. Many marriages are gone down the drain even before they started because the counsel they received was old wise fables. Old wise, they say it's old. Yeah. I mean, we know uh, me and your great grandmother we married for 84 years, and we have learned something about marriage that hide your treasure from your wife, don't you live long. And of course, the man that married for 80 years, you're just about to get married. What a good counsel. It's called the counsel of the ungodly. It means that it is not godlike. Now, it's not from a sinner, it's from ungodly. In our context, it's from the carnal believer. Stop look at the sinner. A fellow Christian in church can give you ungodly counsel. As long as there's a UN before the God. Don't take it. No United Nations, so ungodly. <laughs> so this is, sinner, this is not my sinner here. It's not ungodly. Ungodly. He does not fear God, but he's in church. He doesn't give tithes. So he counsels you that, my brother, open your eyes. Open your eyes. Open your eyes. Open your eyes. Uh-uh. You want me to close it? I'll talk to you. Talk to you, and he sits you down at KFC. I mean, you tell the rima he caught. Listen to me. Every revelation you claim to catch that does not magnify Jesus and reduce your carnality is actually a, a bait from the kingdom of darkness to end your spiritual walk with God. I'm telling you, if revelation makes you pompous, what you caught was information but it's a very high density information because real revelation will humble you you will hear the words of john the baptist behind your ears that he might increase and that will decrease every revelation will increase christ and decrease your humanity it's a revelation that makes you go against the facts of scriptures no that, no, no, that is high density information that is come to deform you. Ungodly. Tell your neighbor, I hope you're not that guy. You're not ungodly. Oh. 
I hope you're not ungodly. My brother, there are black kotoshita rabatai ungodly tongue speaking Christians. Haven't you heard in, in, in a, a, a Christian youth seminar and question being asked by someone and his defending is that, sir, why can't we try it before we marry? What about if we marry where the guy cannot do? What, 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 what do we do? He's speaking in tongues. And actually, most times, those people, and once who have about the microphone, But he wants to try first. Do you know what our fathers did when they walked in holiness? When they are good at the sister, you don't even come to their house. Talking about come to sleep there over at night. Ah! So, but pastor, you know, you have to let her, let her cook for you so you know how she cooks. <laughs> marriage, let me say something. In quote, marriage is a high-risk business. Because faith is risky. <laughs> that is why you are counseled. Be transparent to yourself. Bros, as I find rich, I know Sabi cook. He goes, Oh, really? We'll learn how to cook. You understand me? You will not even come to the guys to come and wash his things. No, wash what things? No. But in our days, when you go and tell your parents or tell the lady, go and tell that, I go, I'm going on this guy. That lady is going to collect money. Say, ah, collect money for you. Go to your guy now. Collect, let him take care of you. And they mean it. Not that they're hungry. They're not hungry. They mean it. It is ungodly counsel. If you walk by that counsel, saint of God, you will not come to verse 3. Let's check out Ahitophel. Ahitophel. That is uh, 2 Samuel 16, 20, 23. 2 Samuel. 16, 16 verse 20, 23. Are we there? Now, look at this beautiful thing here. If you have time, eh, read the whole story about Absalom. This guy was terrible. And the counsel of Ahitophel then said Absalom to Ahitophel, give counsel among you what we shall do. Now, you understand why by the last verse, why the man asked the guys to give counsel. He says, and Ahitophel said to Absalom, go into Unto go in unto thy father's concubines, which <laughs> which he had left to keep the house, and all Israel shall hear that thou art abhorred of thy father. Then shall the hands of all that are with thee be strong. So they spread Absalom a tent upon the top of the house, and Absalom went in unto his father's concubines in the sight. That's the first pornography. Yes, don't you understand the scripture? He lined them up, and the whole nation was gathered in public. He slept with them one after the other. That time will not be talk about the scars of iniquity. This thing came all because David could not close his eyes from Bathsheba bathing. Hello, one seed of ungodliness will lead to a generation of godliness. He beat only one man's wife. Slept with the man. Killed man's wife. Killed the man. Result was this. Result number one. The woman got pregnant. The son died. He pleaded. God says, okay. Solomon stayed. But Absalom. Now cry is small. Have you forgotten about the children? The incest that took place? Before Absalom. Absalom is high grade. 
By whose counsel are you to fail? Now, the word counsel also denotes structure, framework. <laughs> but you see, you will not heed to a counsel if the one giving the counsel is not highly esteemed by you. How you treat a counsel is because of the person giving it. Because, now let's watch it. This is Bros doing his thing. Last verse. Continue, sir. And the counsel by Itofel, which he counseled in those days, was as if a man had inquired at the oracle of God. So was all the counsel of Itofel both to David. And that means that when you want to hear God talk, when you meet Itofel, God has spoken. The guy was a powerful counselor until he fell and gave this stupid counsel. It means that if you had an issue and you didn't know what to do, and you met I, I told him, I said, Oh, sir, one, two, three, four. Master, it was as if God and it was true. When he gave counsel, it was like God speaking. That was why when he told this, because who is in normal sense will go for his father's concubine and not be afraid. So, because he esteemed Aitofel so high, by his credentials, his counsels are on point. He said, if you see your father come by, the whole of you will say, actually, <laughs> you now you be the, the something here. <laughs> we shall all follow you. <laughs> Charlie, be careful of the counsels you receive from who you think that have gone ahead and they are doing well. That's what they think, that they are doing well. That might be a good counselor. The man's being is everywhere on the internet. Say, ah, this man. And the man calls you. Give you a few cards. Be careful about how you sow too much seed in your church. Be very, very careful. And be mindful how you give your money. Most times, make sure that all your income that comes, at least 80% is saved somewhere. Spend 0.2 on church matters. Lately, churches in these days, they are not correct. And what he's saying, listen carefully, everything he will say, there are facts that should, the devil will help you with extra classes. Say, it's true. Now, look at the other time. Look at this one. Look at this one. The man is making it. And he goes to church. He's an elder in the church. The devil, ne- listen, you will never take counsel from a person you don't respect. That's what they tell you. But this blessed man measures every counsel against the standard of God. If it falls short of God's standard, it's not worth following. But how shall you know the standard if you don't, verse 2, delight? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go to Psalm 1. We are still at verse 1. Time is gone. Blesses the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Saint of God. Holiness demands of you to take counsel from God's word and measure every counsel against the word of God. Holiness demands that you take care of how you walk your way of life must reflect god but you cannot reflect god in your way of living if you don't know the ways of god and you only know the ways of god by verse 2 delight and then show the delight by meditation how many have realized that the standards of morality are so falling in our generation how many have realized that morality in fact, when you watch all these American movies, you now realize how that they, they, are, they are gone. Those guys are gone. I mean, 
a guy would meet a lady at the, at the, at the uh, spot. And the guy just helped her pour her wine. That's all. She's impressed by how the guy poured the wine. So what's Before you know it, Papa, they are sleeping. To them, sex is one of those things. There's nothing. I mean, what is sex? They divorce with pleasure. With such pleasure. Like, it's nothing. Ah, uh, let me say I don't like. Waiting. Go, go ahead, go. Contract. That's all. Don't you know there are pastors, elders and deacons in our churches who don't sleep in the same room with their wives and their husbands? They sleep in separate rooms. And you can justify it. I, I, I normally wake up at uh, 12 midnight or pray and it disturbs my wife, so uh, we decided to separate. Uh, <laughs> uh, morality is down. It's so down that in our days, a young man will never stand up for an elderly person to sit down in a car. That's how far he's gone. He's an elderly person. The man is struggling carrying the thing in town. He's in a hurry. He can't help. He's this man. And you can't. Now you're even born again. The Holy Ghost say, Son, help that woman. Say, Ah, I'm late. They will sack me from work. They will sack me. <laughs> You'll be surprised when you grow old and your whole nobody helps. Whoever your child will help you. And you're wondering. The young generation feels so anointed that they, because they are anointed, they can talk to fathers who have gone ahead of them, who laid the foundation for them to come and talk. They insult them. So our fathers have taught us wrongly. They didn't know the right thing. The mistake is that you were born. If you were not born, you wouldn't talk like that. Do you understand me? You see, it is normal for a generation, a current generation, to be more skilled than the previous is normal. Oh, Abi, it's very normal. You understand? Very, very normal. Yes, it's very normal. <laughs> Why are you dozing? <laughs> eh? What? Who gave you? You gave you counsel. So you can do it in church. <laughs> Hallelujah! Oh, praise God! Praise God! A pastor is passing the church, and then they come and tell him there's a land. Land, they said a pram pram, correct land. So how much? You said hundred thousand Ghana. So, ah, I can't buy. Ah, how about the church money? So you are not stealing. You are just buying it. Then later you pay back. I mean, church doesn't need the money now. So, ah, it's true. It's true. It's true. Then you take the church money. Then you buy the land. And when the devil is really likes your, the devil, devil really likes your life, you are in such a way that the church often start coming down. There will be a need to buy property for the church, and they want to get rid of the money. <laughs> that's why you see pastor is nefast <laughs> hallelujah praise God the standards are down a whole Christian can stand for elections let's vote for him we are MP and he has promised that by the word of God by the day he was even uh, campaigning speaking in tongues Vote for me, Brando Scalabaha. I will fix a man telebelehaya. Make sure the rule had Tarabakantaya. From that same tongue, he's been there for two years. Nothing is happening. When you meet him, he has locked the window of his car, speaking in tongues in it. It's gone. When you read the book of Romans, you see how, do you know that it got to a time that God, like God just gave man up to reprobate thinking? Just fine. 
See, they knew God, but they refused to retain him as God in their minds and even exalt him. So he gave them up. Actually, if God gives you up to remove it, mind, it is well. That's what happened to Sodom and Gomorrah. Saint of God, verse 1. Walk not in the counsel. This is why you must stay on the word. The word will counsel you the ways of God and your life will not be different from God's way of life. And when your ways are in sync with the ways of God, your end is glorious. Because time is gone, I can't go to the standard, seated, the verse 2 and verse 3. I'll end at just this point. But let me emphasize again, saints of God. You know something? Keep reading the word. What did I say? Keep reading the word. You see, what, whatever information that is in you is what you're living your life by. It's the truth. You just keep reading. When you don't understand, write it down somewhere. Continue reading. By all means, by the time you read one chapter, there's one verse that will tell you that don't do this. There's no how a whole chapter, none speaks to you. They are confused, don't understand. Then change the Bible. It's not King James. Go and get a BBE or NLT or a, I was going to say NBI. And, and get the one you understand. Good news is there. Amen. Read it. Before you read, tell God, Holy Spirit, you know my life now. Before I gave my life to you, I've been living this kind of life. I'm used to this Egyptian council. Now I'm in the Canaan land. I need Canaan land way of thinking. As I take your word and read, please, in the simplicity of my understanding, help me see how to live like you. And as you read, because of that heart of humility, the word will just open up and be feeding your spirit, man. Oh. As a young man, one of my weaknesses was insulting. Oh, my father. I can so insult you from your head to your feet. When I'm done, you can't move. Oh, this word, fu, kwasia, wajimi, krasini, they were normal, comma, and full stop in my language. Comma, full stop, semicolon. It's just there. Even if I just play, I just, even, oh, come on, I must say it. It must come. If it doesn't come, let me encourage That is what must make the statement complete. Yes, the paper is not set. The comma, full stop, what do you mean? Abua, Mutisu, it must be there. Ha! Pastor when I got born again, at that young age, I was reading through Matthew. I go to chapter 5. And the Bible says, He that says to his brother, Raka, that guy, visa to hell. I said, Hey! When I saw it, when I saw that scripture, from that day, I said, Oh, Father, I'm sorry for all the insults. From henceforth, this tank will never utter such well. That was the end. That was the end. Ah, the day I saw HIV in Proverbs. It's in Proverbs. Have you seen it? Which HIV is? It's in Proverbs. Young men, go and read Proverbs carefully. From that uh, chapter 3, 4, 5, 6. Uh-huh. <laughs> you see, you see HIV AIDS in Proverbs. That when you're going for a strange woman, you will see the HIV. It's there in the Bible. When I saw that one too, I said, oh me and sisters, never. The Bible was all the man. He said, how shall a, a young man keep his ways clean? He said, by what? By what? Psalm 119. Psalm 119. 
He said, he said, how shall a young man keep his way clean? By what? Hiding the word. Or by walking in the Lord. Verse what? Nine. Let's see verse nine. Oh, nine verse nine. Yeah, call. Oh, one nine. No, what, what, not for one nine. Oh, one nine. Verse nine. What is it? Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his ways? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. He said, thy word have I hid in my heart. Why? Because that heart's there. That is what is controlling the actions. So if I hide the word there, all that my actions will be shall be the word. When the word is not in the heart, don't expect the word in your acts. You rather see the world in your acts. Simple as that. Do you know how the ladies nowadays define love? You know how they define it? You know. Valentine, if you've not been eating for one week, by Valentine's Day, must take them out to where you've not gone to before. When you are done, you put them Uber and you walk home. <laughs> huh? They define love by holding them, squeezing them. When they call you a hundred times, you must pick. Even if you are talking to God, stop it. I'm more important than God. Can I tell you something? As a lady, anytime you want your man to place emphasis on you more than God, you will never get that man. And you will never marry. Because God says, I'm a jealous God. No one will share my glory. I'm sorry, now you're cool. <laughs> you have to come to church. You want to go and please your girlfriend before you come to church. You will have that. She'll continue being girlfriend. You will never marry. We'll ring you before away from two of you. In counseling, we tell people the only place that a husband and wife become one is when both of them are pursuing God. It's in God. So there's a triangle we use. This is the man, the woman. This is God at the top. Now, if they try to meet, they can't meet. That will not become a triangle, a threefold God. If they want to meet, they are found to meet, they will go further. But if they want to meet, if this man is chasing God, the woman is chasing God, they will meet in God. So true love is inside God. I love this guy. So he, he's a very good guy. He doesn't smoke. He doesn't drink. He goes to church every Sunday. Is he spiritual? Oh, daddy, he's coming up. He's getting there. Are you crying? I say he's getting there. You don't even know. Then why are you surprising a guy after three years broke your heart and walked away and married two weeks later? Hide the word in your heart. Rise to your feet. Oh, you want to lift your two hands and bless the Lord. What a beautiful and amazing day. What a blessing to be in the presence of the Lord, in the house of the Lord, in the congregation of the righteous. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. And we do not take it lightly at all. The goodness of God has escorted us into his presence. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. We bless your name. 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 We bless your name, Father. Oh, magnify the Lord. Magnify the Lord. Magnify the Lord. Magnify the Lord. Lift your voice and magnify the Lord. Lift your voice and magnify the Lord. Lift your voice and magnify the Lord. Magnify the Lord. Magnify the Lord. 
Magnify the Lord, magnify the Lord. Wow, there's a release in our spirit, man. Magnify the Lord, 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 for his mercy endures forever. We bless your name, King of Glory. We adore you. We bless your name. We magnify your name. Thank you so much, Jesus. Hallelujah to your name. Glory to God. Glory to God. Our shield, our buckler, our redeemer, our provider, our way maker, our miracle working God. We honor you this night. We thank you for extending an invitation to share in your glory and your power. What a blessing. What a blessedness. Father, we thank you. We are grateful. We are gracious. Oh, Father, we thank you. Father, we bless your name. We honor you. We glorify your name. Who is there like unto you? Our God, our King, our Redeemer. We worship your name. We worship your name. Thank you for your sacrifice on the cross. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That you who knew no sin became sin. That we will become the righteous of God in Christ Jesus. We are mindful of this. We are conscious of this. And we bask in the glory of this. We who were once dead in our sins and our trespasses. You have made us alive. You have quickened us. You have made us alive. You have quickened us. For by grace we are saved. Not the words of any man that anyone should boast. But we are saved by your grace. And we make our boast in your mercy. We make our boast in your grace. We make our boast in your goodness. We make our boast in your promises that are made real. Thank you for sending Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We love you, Father. We love you, Father. We love you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Oh, give your neighbor a high five and say, welcome to church. Welcome to church. It's good to have you in church. Wow. Oh, glory. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah to Jesus. Forever and ever you reign. Forever and ever you reign. Oh, glory to God. And I, I think it would be a bad idea to clap our hands and celebrate the Lord as we have our seats in the presence of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen and amen. It's always a blessing to be in church. Why? Because we know that when we come to church, we don't leave the same as we enter. We know that when we come with a certain level of grace, we leave with another level of grace. We know one truth that when we come to the presence of God, we come to the gathering of the saints. There is a cleansing. There is a making into his image. We are looking more and more like Jesus. Anytime we come into the fellowship of the brethren and in the word of God, something happens to us. Something just happens to us. It's not just a normal gathering. It's, it's a divine arrangement. Yes, to conform us to the image of his dear son. And we are being conformed. We are being conformed. In every area of our life, we are showing for the, 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 the savour of his grace. Hallelujah praise the name of jesus hallelujah all right so uh this evening i'm blessed to uh to bring the word of god to you hallelujah can we celebrate god for the founding the vision of this great ministry come on celebrate god for our bishop hallelujah praise god hallelujah today he had to rest a bit amen hallelujah 
you know is they say it in tree say you mean that check and to buy the property their channel hallelujah they're the only notebook amen we want to learn as much as we can learn hallelujah praise god but it's a blessing amen praise god all right so this is our year of what are you of what i tell your neighbor what the year is about tell your neighbor but are you of what if you don't know tell your neighbor i don't know tell me all right it's our year of glory and what in his power in his presence hallelujah praise god praise god hallelujah all right this evening we're going to look at a particular scripture um, the book of psalms chapter 1 verse 1 to the verse number uh, 4 but the emphasis will be more on verse 1 to 3 amen and this is a month of what holiness right it's a month of holiness praise the name of jesus praise the name of jesus now it's in, it's in god's plan and purpose that you and i work in the fullness of his desire for us now his desire for us is to show forth himself that is god's full agenda is that man will reflect god himself in the earth realm reflecting god himself is seen in every aspect of human endeavor is seen in family is seen in business is seen in your relationship with people it's in every aspect god must be seen in every area of our lives not just some portions there are some of us that god is seen in our church life but he's not seen in our home life and therefore the same person but with different expressions the same person but different expressions but that is that is not it when you come into christ you have just one life it's called the god life you have no church life you have no secular life you have no family life you have just one life is the christ life the god life the life that consistently on a daily basis on a moment by moment basis is showing forth god it says that you are the light of the world it says let your light so shine that all men will see your good deeds and give praise to your father who is in heaven so you are the light not that a part of you is light you are the light and you must reflect what you are bible says that and the light shine in darkness and darkness comprehended it not and what was that light he said in him was life and this life was the light of man praise the name of jesus and so he himself is light and has begotten us with like nature so as he is a light the bible says that in heaven there is no sun nor moon but it's the lights of the lamp of God that lightens, illuminates the entirety of eternity. Hallelujah. In the same vein, we have been begotten of him because he cannot give birth to anything less than the nature he carries. So God has begotten us just like himself. We are light and therefore wherever we find ourselves, we shine. There is no darkness in us. What is in us is just light hallelujah so your new birth gives you access to one life the same life everywhere you must not have a double living it must be a single living wherever you are found you must be seen as a christian 
wherever you are found to be seen as a representative of the nature of God in every aspect, in your talk, your work, even your cooking, even your washing, it must reflect Christ. Everything must reflect Jesus. Hallelujah. In the same vein, in your health, God's nature must be expressed. God does not forsake, so therefore I can forsake. It's part of God's desire for me. God is never broke, and therefore I must not be broke. So I've not been called into a life where an aspect of my life is affected by the nature of God, and that aspect is not affected. That is not God's total plan for you. God's total redemption plan for you is an absolute redemption from everything. It's an, it's an absolute life. Is the God life in every aspect of our lives. When people look at us, what they should see is the light of God that will compel them to give praise to God. That is God's desire. You are designed by God to show forth his praise. You are designed by God to show forth his glory. You are designed by God to be a carrier of his presence. In other words, you carry his person and his effect. That's how God has designed you to be hallelujah to jesus now if what we are talking about is the contrary in your experience there must be something lacking somewhere and jesus christ goes to the house of this awesome uh, uh personalities that's mary and Martha. and then the bible says that mary sits at the feet of jesus and then she's receiving of the lord and then Martha goes to the kitchen trying to put them together for their master Jesus. And at a point in time, she's getting overwhelmed by the work in the kitchen. And then she gets very upset. Why? Because she expected Mary to know the right thing to do. Which is, we have a guest. Let's get food for him. Then Jesus makes a profound statement. Jesus said, One thing is needful. Not two things. One thing is needful that Mary has chosen one thing is needful many a times when many things are not working in your life it's not many things you need you need just one thing many a times when many things are not working in your life it's not suggestive of the fact that you need many things to make many things work you just need just one thing to make many things work <laughs> when sin came to the world many things got spoiled and we thought that God would use many things to handle the many di disruptions. But God brought only one thing. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That rules of living will but have eternal life. That is the only needful thing that puts everything in shape. Many a times just one single word will come to you. And that single word has the capacity to put your family in shape. Put your business in shape. Put everything in your life in shape. You just need that one word. Jesus said, there's only one thing that's needful. And that Mary has chosen. So, if many things in your life is not indicative of the reflection of God's desire, which is his nature being expressed in you, it could be that there's one thing you are lacking. And every time you come to church, God drops that one thing in your life. Every time you come, God drops that one thing in your life. And as that one thing keeps coming and coming, you are being built up. And then you are coming to a place of full expression of the nature of God. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Now, one of those one things that God is making us receive in this month of March, 
so that the desire to show forth his presence and glory in this year will be established is that one thing called holiness 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 somebody say holiness and by god's grace by the hand of god upon our father we have been receiving great insights revelations into this one thing and we've been adding up every time holiness now let me say this holiness is a subject that in our days is not you don't find it as a popular message why because if you were to preach holiness the way it was preached those days the likelihood that your membership will reduce and the title will fall and the offering will not be much is very very high especially in the these days where the message of grace has been misconstrued when you pre, i remember one, some time ago on campus um in the school choir anytime freshers come they want to join the choir i would do some sessions of preachings with them and one day i taught on holiness in fact i taught the thing so much that i went to now describe how hell looks like for anyone who is sinning i didn't talk about heaven i just talked about holiness and then hell when I was done, even those that were speaking in tongues at the time the meeting started, came forth to give their life to Christ again. Pure holiness. You don't do that, don't do that. Do that like that. Anyone that God has used in his generation to do something that was above normal, that person lived an extreme holy life. Permit me to use that adjective. Extreme holy life. In fact, they live a holy life to a point of their, to their detriment. They did not compromise on the standard of holiness. There's a measure of grace and anointing you will never walk in until you are ready to come to that place called dangerous holiness. <laughs> there is holiness and there's holiness. They are great. There are those that are more mindful of holiness in their actions than there are those who are mindful of holiness in the beginning of the action. Holiness is a must for the one that will reflect divine glory. It's a must. Extreme holiness. Some years ago, I had this attitude. When something belongs to me and any woman touches it, that is the end of that thing. I'm not using it again. That was my level of thinking of holiness. I feared fornication to the point that even when a woman touched my clothes, I dash it to you. It was so serious that even at SU, if you're a sister, you need counsel from me, you stand this way, I stand here. What's your problem? If what you attend does not make sense, and I feel that a woman can help you, go to that sister, she will help you. It was something that I had to vow for it. And by the day when I saw the power of holiness in how the anointing flowed, and I asked God, I said, Father, the day I fornicate before I marry, kill me and kill the woman because she's part of it. It was serious. There's a certain dimension I wanted in God. I realized, no, no, no. I cannot do what they do and have what I want to have. Extreme holiness. For three years, I have not seen how a TV looked like. Extreme holiness. Saint of God, you cannot be called into the God life and live another life in God's life. You cannot be called into the God life 
and live another life in the God life. It will not work. You will have conflict. This is why you don't need demon. You don't need a demon to disturb your life. You now are disturbing your life already. It's a reaction that will bring forth a result you not like. You don't mix it. Hallelujah. So holiness is an ingredient we need if divine presence is going to be manifesting in our lives. It's one thing to know that you are a carrier of divine presence. Another thing to make people know by experiencing divine presence with you. There are two different things. It's one thing to know. How do I mean by knowing? By just mere mental assent. That don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? So it means God is in you. Is that not so? I mean, God is in you. That is by scriptures. And we believe by faith. He's in us. Hallelujah. But there's another dimension where that which you saw and agree with hmm, is reflected in your life that you don't have to say. They agree that whatever you saw, they didn't see. They see it in you. And that is where the sacrifice comes in. Now understand this. There is a difference between righteousness and holiness. So that you don't begin to think about the issue of works. Eh, if you are saying actually holy life, that means we are working. But the Bible says you should not work. Okay. And I'm sure Bishop taught us the other day. Now, righteousness is simply being in right standing with God. Righteousness means that you are now at peace with God. When Adam fell, man was no longer at peace with God. It means that man was not in right standing with God. Now, that state of being in right standing with God can never be achieved by the outward works of man. That works is filthy rags before God. Hello? So you can't work yourself into salvation. He works salvation into you. So righteousness is between me and God. Holiness is reflecting righteousness that I've attained before God for men to see. So righteousness is for God to see. But that is worked out by Christ. Holiness is for men to see. That is worked out by the Holy Spirit at work in a man. Now, the justification that you are righteous before God as a testimony to men is in your holiness. So, when you are not holy, you are disputing a truth before men. That's why Jesus Christ says that with your mouth, eh? with your mouth, you are declaring something, but your actions are different. He said you are like the Pharisees and Sadducees. They stand at the door. They will not enter. Nobody has to enter. That's why you see, he says that because of that, we have made the hidden to blaspheme our God. So righteousness is behind the veil. Holiness is in front of the veil. If you tell an unbeliever you are righteous, let's understand it. But if the, if the unbeliever sees a certain excellence in your attitude, it means, ah, why are you so different? So let me put it this way. Holiness is the saint's definition to the unsaved of righteousness. So holiness 
is the saint's definition of righteousness before God to the unsaved. Because they can't come before God, but you stand before God. Holiness is what men see. Righteousness is what God sees about you through Christ. Righteousness is the works of Christ. It's by the work of Christ on the cross. Holiness is the saint working the righteousness out. How many have ever met any animal, two different animals that look alike? Have you met any animal? Two different that look alike. Can you tell me? You know foxes look like dogs. They have, a, they have some likeness. Fox and dogs. They have some likeness. Wolf rather. Wolves, aha. Uh-huh. They have some likeness. But sometimes the only way you can get to know that this one is a wolf, this one is a dog, is by their expressions. You understand? It's by their expressions. It's what each of them shows. That is why Christ said, by their fruits, you will know them. Holiness is the fruit of righteousness. So how will they know that this tree is holy? Is that it's bearing it's righteous because that tree is bearing righteous fruits. So can you imagine a good tree with no fruit? How can we know the tree is good? I saw a funny video. They asked the guy that is there a difference? What is, is, is egg a vegetable or a fruit? And the guy said, oh, egg is what? A fruit. They say, why? See, because the hen was fruitful. <laughs> now, you see, for Christ to tell about their fruits, it means that the way they are behaving, they will look so real like original. They'll be so real like original. But what will make you know it is not original is the fruit. You can't hide. You see, you, you see let me put it this way. Let me, let me paraphrase what Christ said. Christ said that you cannot get a mango fruit from an orange tree. That would be an abnormality against creation. You can't get a mango fruit from an orange tree. Likewise, you can't get what? An orange from and the other way around. And you can't expect a dog to give birth to a cow. Or a cow. Jesus name. Or a cow give birth to a dog. It's not possible. So by their fruits, you know them. You know them. Why? In my name, they are casting out devils. And you two are casting out devils. How will we know? How will we know? (laughs) Why would somebody say, this man is a fake pastor? This one is a good pastor. Have you not realized that you've gone to a place? You're not even dressed like, you're not dressed like a pastor. You're even wearing jeans. Perhaps wearing some Lacoste And they say, ah, man of God. Something comes out of you. One time I saw somewhere and the policeman said, He said, Pastor. I said, Ah, so everyone wants to say, Because you're a pastor now. You're a sofa. And I said, I didn't trust him, you're a sofa. Only so we see Casachem. So we see Casachem. Why? Because I said, Eja, it is saying to him, the way I showed him respect, this might be a man of God. So by their fruits, you know them. So righteousness is what. Christ has attained for you on the cross and therefore you're in right standing with God you are at peace with God hallelujah 
And now when you allow this righteousness, if attained before God, now begin to reflect in your outward living. That one is what? Holiness. Now, let's look a little deep into, a little, uh, into what holiness is. Now, holiness from the Old Testament means something which is cut off, separate, and set apart. Something which is what? Cut off, separate, or set apart. It describes that which is anti-secular. Holiness describes something that is elevated out of the sphere of what is ordinary. It's elevated out of the sphere of what is ordinary. It means that it is not ordinary. It means that thing or that person is not common. It's separated from the crowd. That is holiness. It is not common. Likewise in the New Testament. Holiness or holy means set apart. Separated. In a class by itself. That's holiness. And this is what Paul the Apostle. That's what you always say when he's writing to the saints. The church. Let me read some of them to you. In the book of um, the epistles. All through the epistles. Alright. All through the epistles. Let me take from. Okay. First Corinthians 1 and verse number 2. Unto the church of God. Which is at Corinth. To them that are sanctified in Christ Jesus. Called to be saints. With all that. It, so they are called to be saints. They are separate. They, they are not like the ordinary. They are they are out of the sphere of secularism. They are out. Hallelujah. Lord, Lord. Thou shalt be holy in thy eyes. Glory to God. Amen. Second Corinthians 1 verse 1. It says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. And Timothy, our brother, unto the church of God, which is at Corinth, to all the saints which are in all Achaia. Are you saying that? Tell neighbor, say, hey, saint, how are you? Have you realized most mornings or afternoons when I put a message on the church page, I go like, hello, saints. Hi, saints. Hi, saints. Good morning, saints. Good evening, saints. I gotta say, how are you guys doing? How are you people doing? But I'm, I'm learning the salutations of the early church beloved brethren you can't say tell me beloved and not forgive the person person against you (laughs) in the new testament you walk by talking you walk what you talk why because what you talk frames your work so saint beloved brother brethren (laughs) it sounds so archaic eh? that's why our spiritual life is very archaic it's away from the christ life because our, 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 our confessions and our proclamations are very contrary to scriptures. And we will live by what we say. Have you, not, have you forgotten? Eh? Eh? Joshua 1 verse, what did he say? This book of the Lord shall depart from your nose. From your eyes. From your ears. From your legs. Abednego, you know that scripture? 
This one shall depart from where? Your mouth. Say, my neighbor, mouth, 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 mouth. You know, sometimes believers of these days, you can get so revelational conscious that you get revelation and get out of revelation. We get so much revelation and then we lose relevance of the basic things that make Christians walk the way they lived. And it's not by talking, it's by working it. But talk before you work. Before Abraham became Abraham, God changed the name from Abraham to Abraham. He called him father of many nations before the children came. God will always call you by a conclusion so that your life can be tailored around the conclusion. Hallelujah. Say to me, say, neighbor, you are a saint. Say, beloved in the Lord. Hallelujah. For Paul went as far as say, kiss your, say, kiss the bread, the holy kiss. Hey, you see, our minds are corrupt. Your minds are so corrupt. When I say, kiss the, hey, hey, what is that? So the mind is wrong. The talk is wrong. And therefore, the work is wrong. God help us. I'm a saint in Christ Jesus. Ah, are you with me? We're coming somewhere quickly. I'm looking for. There are a lot of saints in the Bible. I just want to get a few of them for you. All right. Ephesians 1 Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints, which are at Shiashi, a special place. Hallelujah praise God so holy means to be set apart holy means to be separated holy means you are not ordinary it means that you are for a special use that's what we are called the special place we are set apart ah. now it follows that um, believers are called to be holy it's a call to be separated from common use and set apart reserved for special use hallelujah so in the book of psalms in chapter one and verse number one i love that chapter because it's it's very very beautiful it's very profound now remember we said initial times that these are year of glory right it's god's desire and design that we walk in expressing his nature is that not so and we said but there's a certain posture we must have and we said in this month we are led by the holy spirit to look at one of such ingredients one of such needful things and that is holiness and we've made us to understand the difference between holiness and righteousness and we've come to realize that righteousness is not by the works of man no 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 it's by gift it's a gift from god or do you want to read the scripture on that one let's go to Ephesians chapter two Ephesians two just to um make it concrete in our hearts hallelujah Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Um, let's do a quick one. Let's do from verse 3. Among whom also we all had our conversation in time past in lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, had quickened us together with Christ. By grace, ye are saved. And had raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places that in the ages to come might show the exceeding greatness of his grace and his kindness towards us through Christ. Verse 8, emphasize again. Say, for by grace, ye are saved. Through faith. 
that not of yours it is the gift of god do you see that do you see that hallelujah praise the name of jesus so righteousness is god's own working it's not our working because we can never work to attain that realm hallelujah for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of god titus 2 verse 11 for the grace of god which bringeth salvation has appeared unto all men teaching us that that dying denying ungodliness and what it lasts we should live soberly righteously godly in this present world looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the of the great god and our savior jesus christ righteousness of course you have to understand salvation is what brings us righteousness and it's all it's all the workings of the lord hallelujah by works you cannot attain that realm amen and that is why you have to understand something uh, when god looks at you he doesn't see you he sees jesus he sees you in jesus that's why you are hid in christ and hid in god amen now psalm 1 verse 1 to 3 is very busy blessed is the man blessed is the man the word blessed means happy is the man fortunate is the man a man rightly aligned with original agenda original plan is this man this man is rightly aligned with divine agenda blessed is a man now what's the definition for blessed in verse one the definition of blessing in verse one is verse number three let's go to verse three he shall be like a tree so who is the blessed man he is like a tree planted by rivers of water that bringeth his fruit in season his leaves shall not wither and whatever he doeth shall prosper now verse three is the destination of verse one you understand me divine purpose for this man we're talking about blessed is the man that's divine purpose and it's elaborated in verse number three so who is the blessed man this man is planted by abundance this man does not know what is called famine in fact he takes advantage of famine when others are falling apart he's standing strong when others are saying it's not working it is working for him that is glory have you not read in john chapter 2 after jesus christ turned the water into wine Bible said this he did to show forth his glory saints of god when you are showing forth the blessedness of god you are showing his glory so verse one come on verse one blessed is the man happy is the man fortunate is the man the man rightly aligned with divine agenda this man now how did he get to that place in our days in this dispensation this man is saved he's called a saint he's right before god but before men he must show fruitfulness before men he must show for the praise of god but how did he get to that place number one man that walketh not in the council of what number two nor standeth in the way of number three nor seated in the seat of the number four verse two his delights number five meditate have you seen five things this man did to come to verse three have you seen it let's go back to verse one again what's the first thing he walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly number two he standeth not in the way of sinners number three he seated not in the seat of the scornful number four he delights number five he meditates 
show me your show me your fingers or show me one of your is it hand or palm or okay that's it huh? okay your your fist or what this, this is fist at this state is what is what fingers palm hand this is the whole hand so this one is what the, 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 this is fingers this is palm this the this is the wrist you will be uncle back to school <laughs> this is the palm these are the fingers right um a man who has three fingers will he have a full grip of this than the man that has five fingers so you're going to have a full grip with one hand you need your five fingers a good fist is to the five because this one will lock up these guys these five things is what holds a man and brings him to a place of blessedness not four of it four can't hold not three three can't hold this five you understand me you understand <laughs> so verse one this man let's go to verse one does not work in the counsel of the ungodly now work in the scriptures talks about a way of life a way of life how a person lives his life and we all know a way of life is actually determines how your outcome in life is that not so now your way of life in how you handle people will determine if you still gonna have some healthy relationships that will have an influence upon your life later in the future or not so take an example from joseph joseph has a very healthy relationship so in the prison <laughs> can i say that he set himself up by the help of god his future in his present by healthy relationship by healthy relationship he solves a problem his name is in the heart of someone when the time was up, it was that person that remembers his name. That was a way of life. His way of life of smiling in the midst of adversity. His way of life of still being diligent in a place where he's not supposed to be diligent. This guy is meant to live in an environment that where he was placed, a place that he should be angry with life. I mean, this young man comes from a very rich home. Rich home. How do we know? But the last clothes he wore was designers. Customized with his name on it. Different colors. Rich home. The father had one of the top businesses in those days. It was so huge that the sons were chopping the money. And yet the man was not poor. Rich home. Loved by the father. He loved his brothers. That's why he reported them. For him, love was to report evil. For you, love is to keep evil. And after all this love he had, the ones he dearly loved sold him out in slavery. That should make him walk a life of hatred. To me, nowadays, I don't trust anybody in this life. Even my own brother sold me. Me, I don't trust people. That's one. 
they threw him. What's it true? They threw him into the pit. They didn't, they didn't gently, they threw him to the pit. So pit should make this man. What about if he had uh, been eaten up by something in there? When they showed those water, they didn't care. Just threw him there. Number three, they sold him. Slave trade, first time in history. Not from Africa. They started it. They sold their own. For how much? Some coins. You want the money? Just want to sell this guy away. In fact, let me even, I even jumped in. Let me go back. So that comes the dreamer. Let's kill him. So a debate as to whether to kill or keep. Kill or keep. There was it Ruben. Ruben that intervened. Yes, the guy should have died. He didn't know about that one. The ones he knew we are talking about. When he was, he would go to Egypt. Strange land. Knows nobody. Young boy. A teenager. And then he's bought as a slave. Now, listen carefully. These three experiences should make this guy be bitter. But blessed is the man that walketh not. His lifestyle is not fashioned after the counsel of the ungodly. If it was fashioned by the counsel of the ungodly, then you would have a bitter life and never take advantage of Potiphar's business. But, you see, the counsel you listen to is the reason you are living the way you are living. Counsel is a structure that you live your life by. In fact, your life cannot be contrary to the counsel you have esteemed. No. Your life can never be different from what you receive as counsel. You want to change a person's lifestyle? Change where he takes counsel from. In the multitude of godly counsel, there is safety. In the multitude of ungodly counsel, there is death. I'm looking for a word. Give me one word. More than death. Disaster is too small. Something more than that. In fact, what will happen to you? Death is just here. Challenge. Extinction, my brother. You'll be alienated from divine purpose. Can I give an example? Are you to fail? To Absalom. <laughs> Absalom asked Ahitophel, uh-huh, okay, oh yeah, give us counsel. Let's read that scripture. Are you following me? Are you blessed? It's my prayer that every evil counsel that has been at the base of your lifestyle, that by the blood of Jesus, that counsel shall be washed away from you. Some of us are where we are because of certain councils. We can't take some risks in business. We can't do some things. Why? Because the kind of councils we've, we've been raised up with. So our lives cannot go beyond our counsel we've received. That is why Jesus Christ calls the Holy Spirit your counselor. He's going to both, he's both your counselor and your counselor. He will counsel every counsel you've had that has made your life some way and not give you fresh counsel. The first one is C-A-N-C-E-L-L-O-R. It's not in the dictionary. It's counselor. And then the other one, the one you know. He will counsel every counsel that is the reason for the way you behave. There are some people who don't like smiling. 
Why? Because all through your life. And you see, counsel can be both verbal and non-verbal. I can tell you, Wallah, anytime you see a woman doing this, it means he has killed you. And maybe coincidentally, on three occasions, Wallah almost died. They were doing like this. Zah. Then she tells him, Master, don't let any woman do this to you. You do like this. The third one, you are gone. See, when he marries, and the wife says, Hey, honey, you want to kill me? Give me my time. Counsel. Many marriages are gone down the drain even before they started because the counsel they received was old wise fables. Old wise. They say it's old. Yeah. I mean, we know uh, me and your great grandmother, we married for 84 years. And we have learned something about marriage that hide your treasure from your wife. You want to live long. And of course, the man that married for 80 years, you're just about to get married. What a good counsel. It's called the counsel of the ungodly. It means that it is not godlike. Now, it's not from a sinner, it's from ungodly. In our context, it's from the carnal believer. Stop look at the sinner. A fellow Christian in church can give you ungodly counsel. As long as there's a UN before the God. Don't take it. No United Nations, so ungodly. <laughs> so this is, sinner, this is not my sinner here. It's not ungodly. Ungodly. He does not fear God, but he's in church. He doesn't give tithes. So he counsels you that, my brother, open your eyes. Open your eyes. Open your eyes. Open your eyes. Uh-uh. You want me to close it? I'll talk to you. And he sits you down at KFC. I mean to tell the rima he caught. Listen to me. Every revelation you claim to catch that does not magnify Jesus and reduce your carnality is actually a, a bait from the kingdom of darkness to end your spiritual work with God. I'm telling you. If revelation makes you pompous, what you caught was information. But it's a very high density information. Because real revelation will humble you. You will hear the words of John the Baptist behind your ears. That he might increase and that will decrease. Every revelation will increase Christ and decrease your humanity. It's a revelation that makes you go against the facts of scriptures. No, that, no, no, that is high density information. That is come to deform you. Ungodly. Tell the person, neighbor, I hope you're not that guy. You're not ungodly. I hope you're not ungodly. My brother, there are brakotoshita rabatai, ungodly tongue speaking Christians. Haven't you heard in, in, in a, a, a Christian youth seminar and question being asked by someone and he's defending is that, sir? Why can't we try it before we marry? What about if we marry where the guy cannot do? What, 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 what do we do? He's speaking in tongues. And actually, most times, those people, and once who about the mic, yeah, 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 yeah. But he wants to try first. Do you know what our fathers did when they walked in holiness? When they are good at the sister, you don't even come to their house. Talking about come to sleep there over at night. Ah! 
It's about pastor, you know, you have to let her, let her cook for you so you know how she cooks. <laughs> marriage, let me say something, in quote, marriage is a high-risk business. Because faith is risky. <laughs> that is why you are counseled. Be transparent to yourself. Bros, as I find rich, I know Sabi cook. And you guys say, oh, really? We'll learn how to cook. Do you understand me? You will not even come to the guys to come and wash his things. No, wash what things? No. But in our days, when you go and tell your parents or tell the lady, go and tell that, I go, I'm going on this guy. That lady's going to collect money. Say, collect money for you. Go to your guy now. Collect, let him take care of you. And they mean it. Not that they're hungry. They're not hungry. They mean it. It is ungodly counsel. If you walk by that counsel, saint of God, you will not come to verse 3. Let's check out Ahitophel. Ahitophel. That is uh, 2 Samuel 16, 20, 23. 2 Samuel 16, 16, verse 20, 23. Are we there? Now, look at this beautiful thing. If you have time, eh, read the whole story about Absalom. This guy was terrible. And the counsel of Ahitophel then said Absalom to Ahitophel, give counsel among you what we shall do. Now you understand why, by the last verse, why the man asked the guys to give counsel. He says, and Ahitophel said to Absalom, go into unto, go in unto thy father's concubines. Which, <laughs> which he had left to keep the house. And all Israel shall hear that thou art abhorred of thy father. Then shall the hands of all that are with thee be strong. So they spread Absalom a tent upon the top of the house. And Absalom went in unto his father's concubines in the sight. That's the first pornography. Yes. Don't you understand the scripture? He lined them up. And the whole nation was gathered in public. He slept with them one after the other. That time will not really talk about the scars of iniquity. This thing came all because David could not close his eyes from Bathsheba bathing. Hello? One seed of ungodliness will lead to a generation of godliness. He beat only one man's wife. Slept with the man. Killed man's wife. Killed the man. Result was this. Result number one. The woman got pregnant. The son died. He pleaded. God says, okay. Solomon stayed. But Absalom. Now cry is small. Have you forgotten about the children? The incest that took place? Before Absalom. Absalom is high grade. By whose counsel? Ayutophel. Now, the word counsel also denotes structure. Framework. <laughs> but you see, you will not heed to a counsel if the one giving the counsel is not highly esteemed by you. How you treat a counsel is because of the person giving it. Because, now let's watch it. This is Bros doing his thing. Last verse. Continue, sir. And the counsel by Itofel, which he counseled in those days, was as if a man had inquired at the oracle of God. So was all the counsel of Itofel both to David. And that means that when you want to hear God talk, when you meet Itofel, God has spoken. 
the guy was a powerful counselor until he fell and gave this stupid counsel. It means that if you had an issue and you didn't know what to do, and you met, I, I told him, say, Oh, sir, one, two, three, four. Master, it was as if God, and it was true. When he gave counsel, it was like God speaking. That was why, when he told this, because who is in normal sense to go for his father's concubine and not be afraid? So, because he esteemed Aitofel so high, by his credentials, his counsels are on point. He said, if you see your father come by, the whole of you will say, actually, <laughs> you now you be the, the something here. <laughs> we shall all follow you. <laughs> Charlie, be careful of the counsels you receive from who you think that have gone ahead and they are doing well. That's what they think, that they are doing well. That might be a good counselor. The man's being is everywhere on the internet. Say, ah, this man. And the man calls you. Give you a few cards. Be careful about how you sow too much seed in your church. Be very, very careful. And be mindful how you give your money. Most times, make sure that all your income that comes, at least 80% is saved somewhere. Spend 0.2 on church matters. Lately, churches in these days, they are not correct. And what he's saying, listen carefully, everything he will say, there are facts that should, the devil will help you with extra classes. Say, it's true. Now, look at the other time. Look at this one. Look at this one. The man is making it. And he goes to church. He's an elder in the church. The devil, ne- listen, you will never take counsel from a person you don't respect. That's what they tell you. But this blessed man measures every counsel against the standard of God. If it falls short of God's standard, it's not worth following. But how shall you know the standard if you don't, verse 2, delight? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go to Psalm 1. We are still at verse 1. Time is gone. Blesses the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Saint of God. Holiness demands of you to take counsel from God's word and measure every counsel against the word of God. Holiness demands that you take care of how you walk your way of life must reflect god but you cannot reflect god in your way of living if you don't know the ways of god and you only know the ways of god by verse 2 delight and show the delight by meditation how many have realized that the standards of morality are so falling in our generation how many have realized that morality in fact, when you watch all these American movies, you now realize how that they, they, are, they are gone. Those guys are gone. I mean, a guy will meet a lady at the, at the, at the uh, spot. And the guy just helped her pour her wine. That's all. She's impressed by how the guy poured the wine. So what's, 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 before you know it, papa, they are sleeping. To them, sex is one of those things. There's nothing. I mean, what is they divorce with pleasure. With such pleasure. Like, it's nothing. Ah, uh, let me say I don't like. Waiting. Go, go ahead, go. Contract. That's all. Don't you know there are pastors, elders and deacons in our churches who don't sleep in the same room with their wives and their husbands? They sleep in separate rooms. And you can justify it. I, I, I normally wake up at uh, 12 midnight to pray and it disturbs my wife so uh, 
We start to separate our way. <laughs> Uh, morality is down. It's so down that in our days, a young man will never stand up for an elderly person to sit down in a car. That's how far he's gone. He's an elderly person. The man is struggling carrying the thing in town. He's in a hurry. He can't help. He says, This man, and you can't, no, you're even born again. The Holy Ghost say, Son, help that woman. Say, ah, I'm they will sack me from work. They will sack me. <laughs> Well, you'll be surprised when you grow old and your whole nobody helps. Maybe your child will help you. And you're wondering. The young generation feels so anointed that they, because they're anointed, they can talk to fathers who have gone ahead of them. Who laid the foundation for them to come and talk? They insult them. So our fathers have taught us wrongly. They didn't know the right thing. The mistake is that you were born. If you were not born, you wouldn't talk like that. Do you understand me? You see? It is normal for a generation, a current generation, to be more skilled than the previous. It's normal. Oh, Abi, it's very normal. You understand? Very, very normal. Yes. It's very normal. <laughs> Why are you dozing? <laughs> eh? what, who gave you, you gave you counsel? So you can do it in church. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. Praise God. A pastor is pastoring the church. And then they come and tell him, there's a land. Land. They said, pram, pram. Correct land. So how much? Is it 100,000 Ghana. So, ah, I come by. I say, ah, how about the church money? So you're not stealing. You're just buying it. Then later you pay back. I mean, church doesn't need the money now. So, ah, it's true. It's true. It's true. Then he takes the church money. Then you buy the land. And when the devil is really likes your, the devil, devil really likes your life, you are in such a way that the church often starts coming down. There will be a need to buy property for the church. And they want to get rid of the money. <laughs> That's why you see, pastor is nefast. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. The standards are down. A whole Christian can stand for elections. Let's vote for him. We are MP. And he has promised that by the word of God. But the day he was even uh, campaigning, he was speaking in tongues. Vote for me, Brando Scalabaha. I will fix a man telebelehaya. Make sure the rule had Tarabakantaya. From that same tongue, he's been there for two years. Nothing is happening. When you meet him, he has locked the window of his car, speaking in tongues in it. It's gone. When you read the book of Romans, you see how, do you know that it got to a time that God, like God just gave man up to reprobate thinking? Just fine. See, they knew God, but they refused to retain him as God in their minds and even exalt him. So he gave them up. Actually, if God gives you up to remove it, mind, it is well. That's what happened to Sodom and Gomorrah. Saint of God, verse 1. Walk not in the council. This is why you must stay on the word. The word will counsel you the ways of God and your life will not be different from God's way of life. And when your ways... Are in sync with the ways of God, your end is glorious. Because time is gone, I can't go to the standard, seated, the verse 2 and verse 3. I'll end at just this point. But let me emphasize again, saints of God. You know something? Keep reading the word. What did I say? Keep reading the word. 
you see, what, whatever information that is in you is what you're living your life by. It's the truth. You just keep reading. When you don't understand, write it down somewhere. Continue reading. By all means, by the time you read one chapter, there's one verse that will tell you that don't do this. There's no how a whole chapter, none speaks to you. They are confused, don't understand. Then change the Bible. It's not King James. Go and get a BBE or NLT or a, I was going to say NBI. And, and get the one you understand. Good news is there. Amen. Read it. Before you read, tell God, Holy Spirit, you know my life now. Before I give my life to you, I've been living this kind of life. I'm used to this Egyptian council. Now I'm in the Canaan land. I need Canaan land way of thinking. As I take your word and read, please, in the simplicity of my understanding, help me see how to live like you. And as you read, because of that heart of humility, the word will just open up and be feeding your spirit, man. Oh. As a young man, one of my weaknesses was insulting. Oh, my father. I can so insult you from your head to your feet. When I'm done, you can't move. Oh, this word, fu, kwasia, what do you mean? Krasini. Ah, they were normal, comma, and full stop in my language. Comma, full stop, semicolon. It's just there. Even if I just play, I just, even, oh, come on, I must say it. It must come. If it doesn't come, that is what must make the statement complete. Yes, the paper is not set. A comma, what do you mean? It must be there. Ha! Pastor when I got born again, at that young age, I was reading through Matthew. I got to chapter 5. And the Bible says, He that says to his brother, Raka, that guy, visa to hell. I said, Hey! When I saw it, when I saw that scripture, from that day, I said, oh, Father, I'm sorry for all the insults. From henceforth, this tank will never utter such well. That was the end. That was the end. Ah, the day I saw HIV in Proverbs. It's in Proverbs. Have you seen it? Oh, HIV is. It's in Proverbs. Young men, go and read Proverbs carefully. From that uh, chapter 3, 4, 5, 6. Uh-huh. <laughs> you see you see HIV AIDS in Proverbs. That when you go in for a strange woman, you will see the HIV. It's there in the Bible. When I saw that one too, I said, oh me and sisters, never. The Bible was all the man. He said, how shall a, a young man keep his ways clean? He said, by what? By what? Psalm 119. He said, he said, he said, how shall a young man keep his way clean? By what? Hiding the word. Or by walking in the Lord. Verse what? Nine. Let's see verse nine. nine verse nine. Yanko. One nine. No, one for one nine. One one nine. Verse nine. What is it? Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his ways? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. Say, thy word have I hid in my heart. Why? Because that heart's there. That is what is controlling the actions. So if I hide the word there, all that my actions will be shall be the word. When the word is not in the heart, don't expect the word in your acts. You rather see the world in your acts. Simple as that. Do you know how the ladies studies define love? You know how they define it? You know. Valentine. 
if you've not been eating for one week by Valentine's Day, you must take them out to where you've not gone to before. When you are done, you put them Uber and you walk home. <laughs> huh? You define love by holding them, squeezing them. When they call you a hundred times, you must pick. Even if you are talking to God, stop it. I'm more important than God. Can I tell you something? As a lady, anytime you want your man to place emphasis on you more than God, you will never get that man. And you will never marry. Because God says, I'm a jealous God. No one will share my glory. I'm sorry, now you're cool. <laughs> you have to come to church. You want to go and please your girlfriend before you come to church. You will have that. She will continue being girlfriend. You will never marry. Ring will be far away from two of you. In counseling, we tell people the only place that a husband and wife become one. It's when both of them are pursuing God. It's in God. So there's a triangle we use. This is the man, the woman. This is God at the top. Now, if they try to meet, they can't meet. That will not become a triangle, a threefold God. If they want to meet, they are found to meet, they will go further. But if they want to meet, if this man is chasing God, the woman is chasing God, they will meet in God. So true love is inside God. I love this guy. He's a very good guy. He doesn't smoke, he doesn't drink. He goes to church every Sunday. Is he spiritual? Oh, daddy, he's coming up. He's getting there. Are you crying? I say he's getting there. You don't even know. Then why are you surprised when a guy, after three years, broke your heart and walked away and married two weeks later? Hide the word in your heart. Rise to your feet. 